What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Happy Halloween. It is the Halloween episode of the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. But first, let's start off with a little gratitude, huh? Let's give a big thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. I hope you enjoyed the latest bonus episode that you got just a few weeks ago. And I also want to thank everybody who has bought a ticket to one of my comedy shows, who follows me on any platform. If you want to support me but you can't afford the Patreon, go on YouTube and just start watching all my videos. I've got over three hours of stand-up comedy content. Give me a follow over on TikTok and Instagram as well. Would appreciate that. All right, it's Halloween time. I hope you had a great Halloween. Right now, I am wearing, if you're watching this on YouTube or seeing any clips, I'm wearing like a mummy shirt. If they're mummy pajamas, right? Because who the fuck could be a mummy? You know, you know how much toilet paper that is? My sons were like, we'll wrap you guys in toilet paper. And I'm like, dude, that shit will not hold up. If it's even a little rainy, which it was in Chicago today, I'm fucked, dude. Like, I don't know how, you know, mummies work in a desert setting because there's no, there's very little rain. That's why the Egyptian culture was able to mummify people and have them wrapped up in toilet paper because they didn't have to worry about it. You get a little downpour when you're rocking a couple layers of Charmin Ultra, dude, you're going to be so pissed. Wet toilet paper fucking sucks. Think about that as a mummy. You're going to be like, okay, what do I cover first? My nips, my balls? What's what's happening here? You know, this was not thoroughly thought out. Maybe they use a fabric. They probably used a fabric. But still, as a costume, it's dangerous. So we got these pajamas real cheap from a, a fancy place, not bragging Walmart. And my wife just says mummy. You know, she's, she's the mommy, but it's spelled mummy. And mine, I wanted mine to say mummy too, because it really is mummy, but it says Dadcula on it. But I'm not a fucking Dracula. I didn't notice that until I took them out of the thing. I thought I was getting one that said mummy as well, but it, it doesn't anyway. Because my son was a skeleton, my other son was a ghost. But then, like kids nowadays, they got multiple costumes. I found out because they they wore one to school because my son was a ghost, so he couldn't walk around with a white sheet over him, not in these times, even though it's clearly a ghost. And plus, like, they want their faces to be free while they're at school. I get it. He's in kindergarten. And then he switched. So at school, he was a mad scientist. It's a good look. Then he went ghost for trick-or-treating. And then my other son saw that and was like, well, he's switching costumes. I'm going to switch. So he went from skeleton to then rocking Batman. I think that's fun. Multiple costumes, why not? We could do wardrobe changes. It's not a big deal. As you get older, though, and the costumes get more expensive and more complicated, I think I'm going to say no to that. As a parent, you have your limits. But yes, I hope you all had a good Halloween. Most of you were adults, I imagine, listening to this. Uh, I hope all you were adults, to be honest. Unless you're like a really cool teenager. Maybe I have some cool high school kids listening. If that's the case, let me educate you. Do everything I fucking say, and you'll have a great life. Promise. Don't. I'm kidding. Listen to your teachers or someone. Unless they're dipshits. And then just find your own voice. Listen listen to you. But but like you know, have an open mind. I think that's important going forward. I do. I'm going to say that. Let's go right into top five candies. It's Halloween time. In no particular order. I thought about ordering them, but that's madness. How could you pick? How could you do it? Also, let me address this. I shaved my beard. I'll tell you the beard story in a second or two. Let's not, let's not get crazy here. One thing at a time. Top five Halloween candies. Again, I couldn't do this in any particular order because they're all so good. So yummy. Number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Standard classic. You got peanut butter, which you get introduced to as a child that you love a lot. Peanut butter and jelly, right? Then you get chocolate, another love. You put those two together, it's magic. And it's in a little cup size. Very good. They don't fill you up, though. That's the one problem, though. Also, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, though, is a Halloween 
candy is great because your typical Reese's peanut butter cups that you'd buy year round in the aisle at the grocery store there come in a two pack. That's industry standard for Reese's peanut butter cup, the two pack. Halloween time, you're getting half that. Seems fair, right? Instead of getting two, I'm getting one. That seems fair. Snickers nowadays, right? I don't know what a normal Snickers is, four inches, right? You're getting like an inch. You are disappointed, okay? You could do all the innuendos you want in your car as you're listening to this podcast, but there's a lot of disappointment there. And I feel like that's not a fair exchange. You're getting maybe 33% of what a regular Snickers is, or Reese's peanut butter cup is 50%. I like that. So now we're going to switch to number two. Number two on my list, peanut M&Ms. I like plain two, but peanut's special. I don't know what the pack full pack size ratio to the fun size, as they call it. And yeah, we all know the old joke. Why would they call it the fun size if it's super small? Fun size should be massive. I know. We, we've all heard that every Halloween for the rest of your life and before this. I mean, it was a standard. You know, I see that yellow pack and omen for good for good times. So that's that's why it's where it's at. Snickers is the next one on the list. You got nougat. I don't even know what the fuck nougat is. Nobody really does. Mixed in with uh, caramel and chocolate and peanut it's got it's got a lot and great commercials too so it makes you happy good name snickers it's a great name for a candy bar number four kit kat also a great commercial from back in the day give me a break give me a break break me off a piece of that joe can't sing so kit kat bars you know that's a two pet you get like two Standard one, you get like, what do you get? Four, eight? I don't know, but you got to break them. I, I saw a story once upon a time of someone who just ate them like they bit into them like a regular candy bar. They didn't break them apart. And I thought that should be on a no-fly zone list, right? You should be on, if you're someone who eats like that, you should be on lists. Government agencies should know who you are. When you board planes, TSA needs to triple, quadruple pat you down. I feel you should have less rights. I do, because I don't know why anyone would ever eat a Kit Kat bar like a serial killer. That's serial killer shit to not eat a Kit Kat in the breaking it off fashion. Number five. I'm starting to regret this one, though. Number five is your mom. No, I'm kidding. Number five for my candy list, Starburst. Because I had all chocolate. I thought I needed something juicy, something non-chocolate. So I went with Starburst. But then I'm realizing my initial point was that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are fantastic because they have... Uh, a good ratio from their regular size. Again, just to reiterate, regular Reese's peanut butter, peanut butter cup that you get at a store is a two-pack. You get one when you go trick-or-treating. That's 50% less. Feels like a good ratio. You're not expecting full-size candy bars unless you're in a, a rich neighborhood. Starburst, you get like fucking two in that little sucker. Where a regular Starburst package, what do you get? 12 to 15? I gotta imagine 10 to 12, right? So two, that's fucking shit. 20%? You know what? Starburst, you're out. You're no longer in the top five. You're getting replaced by Skittles. Skittles will be my number five. Because unlike M&M's, which has different colors, all taste the same on the inside. Which I like the message from M&M's. M&M's is trying to say, hey, we're all different on the outside. But in here, where it counts the most, we're all the same. We're all human beings. Right? It doesn't matter about the outside. That could be different. Inside, goodness. It's about the soul. So that's the message from M&M's, which I enjoy. Skittles, on the other hand, different colors. And they're saying, taste the rainbow. We're all different. Let's really appreciate that. So let's all be different inside and out. 
which I also understand that's more like about the brain. We all have different brains. We all think differently. We're all wired differently. But I still think I like the Eminem message the most. Different on the outside, but we all bleed the same, right? On the inside, we're all red. We're all organs, right? So like that, that's the main message there, right? I think there's more of a racial quality message from M&Ms. Chew on that, right? They melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Other slogans, other candy slogans. Let's just keep saying them. Honorable mention, Twix. Twix is good. I had a real Twix craze for a while, and then I just slowly got over them. And I still like them. I won't turn them down. I've found I'm weird for like in Three Musketeers. Some people are like, you fucking like that garbage? Nestle's Crunch is solid, but Nestle's Crunch to me is one of those things where it's like if you get one, you're like, cool. But I don't know anyone who's ever like, hey, if you're at the store, pick me up a Nestle's Crunch bar. You'd be like... Okay. Uh, any kind of chocolate with almond in it, I'm usually a fan of. I'm trying to think of other, other fruity candies. Smarties are fun Halloween thing, you know, but if you open them too wildly, you got a fucking mess on your hand, right? Oh, there they go, spilling all over the floor. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to worry about with uh, how you approach your Halloween eating candy. You don't want to eat it all in one night, but as a child, we've all made that mistake. Who hasn't gotten so excited? They're like, I'm going to dive into this bowl right here, right now. Fuck school tomorrow, right? I'll puke. I don't give a shit. You got to learn that lesson early in life, though. And it's an important lesson. Not to overindulge. See, there's a lot about Halloween that I'm now realizing it's life lessons. There's so many life, life lessons, you know? It's saying be friendly to your neighbors, right? There's like a social contract there. But it's also like trick or treat, right? Anyone, no one's ever said trick. No one ever plans that. Because it's like, let's just get the treat thing going. You know, the trick or treat is just me being kind enough to offer. And, you know, it's like one of those things where when you go out to dinner with your parents, you offer to pay, but you know, they're going to win that fight. That's just the way it goes. And so when you do the trick or treat thing, it's like, hey, trick or treat. They just go, ah, here's a fucking candy. Get out of here. Look at you. Look, you look cute this year. What, what are you supposed to be? Oh, I don't know that, but it's it's fun. Get out. All right. Go to the next. Yeah, you know, that's there's like a funness to that. Um, now if you just knocked out, you just rang someone's doorbell and you were like, yo, give me a fucking treat. Then I think there's problems, you know, if, if some kids knocked on my door and said, Hey, treat, I'd grab a bat and I would, I wouldn't hit them. I'm not crazy, but I would, I'd fucking fr frighten them a little bit, make them scared. Cause if you're going to be rude, I'm going to teach you a lot life lesson. Again, that Halloween, there's a lot of life lessons to be dealt out. That's what we're really you know, we, you, you think you're giving out candy, you're giving out life lessons, right? The shitty house is going to give you something stupid. No, it's not even true. I don't like that. I made, I made a bad judgment there. Made a bad judgment. It's the neighbor. It's the neighbor that you'd expect. Everyone has a neighbor where you're just like, I bet there's some shit candy come out of that house. And then you get there and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised and you're like, fuck, dude, they gave some great candy out. And that teaches you not to judge books by the cover. See, another lesson there. You know what I don't like about how every year or so, we hear about people, careful, check the candy. There's going to be drugs in there. And there's rare, that's never a thing, really. Although I saw this thing on TikTok. Guys, I wish I could, maybe I'll share it with you guys. I'll, I'll try to tweet it out if I can find it on Twitter. And um, Twitter's not a fun place anymore, by the way. I really got to get off that thing. So I'll, if, I, if I, I'll share it on Instagram or something like that. But what I've noticed TikTok's bad for sharing things. Is there a way to just share something on TikTok, like a retweet? They gotta get they gotta get that together. There was a story happened in Texas, like 
I don't know, like 20 years ago where the, someone did, they poisoned pixie sticks. And I remember thinking to myself, like, pixie sticks are something you just don't trust. And what an easy thing to poison, too. So that's really sad. So I had pixie sticks as a kid, but I can't remember the last time I saw a pixie stick. Are they still around? Right? I guess they were just a, they were just sugar rush. And then I thought to myself, like, man, one asshole poisons a bunch of kids using pixie sticks. And it killed off pixie sticks. But then I thought, and that made me feel bad for that company. I'm like, they didn't poison anybody. They tried to bring joy to people. Some psycho did it. And that ended their company. But then I'm like, ah, good chance whoever makes pixie sticks better made other stuff. Imagine if that's your business model. We pour sugar, throw a little flavor on it into a stick thing. And one time a year we make bank. And the rest of the time it's like, yeah, well, well, whatever. We'll, we'll tread water until October comes around again. That's a bad business model. Eventually, some people are going to be like, this is fucking pure sugar. We're rotten teeth over here. This is, and we're, we're aiming our business model. It's aimed at a specific age group. Right, you know, you're not going to be. I see a 47 year old sitting on a park bench pounding pixie sticks. Again, that's that's a that's a red flag right there, right? So I'd hope whoever makes pixie sticks, I imagine it's a big company that makes all sorts of other stuff, and pixie sticks is just one small part of their business. Still sucks that some psychopath killed some kids or killed one kid. Horrible though. I, as I heard the story, I remember just being like, "This is terrible." God damn. What I mean, I know we do it to like bring awareness, like be careful out there. It is funny that everyone always thought it was like drugs and people always made the good points. Like no one wants to give drugs to your child. Right? Like it's, and that's true. That's why there's so few cases like any, that one case where the, someone did drug a kid and the kid died again, horrible. And it was, it's enough to be like, be careful out there, but it's not enough for people to completely go insane. You know, millions and millions and millions of kids trick or treat every year. And you know, one case every 20 years or who even knows how long ago or how many there's been since it's just not that often they're not people don't want to give your kid expensive drugs they want those drugs for themselves you know no one's going to be like i'm going to slip a syringe in there because then later they're going to be like where the fuck is my syringe you know people who do drugs with syringes aren't in the business of losing those syringes because if you need your fix right you want to slam some h into that vein you're going to be like, fuck, which oh, is the kid with the little pumpkin one. And then your, your guy who you do heroin with is going to be like, that's fucking all of them, dude. All of them have little pumpkin baskets. Are you kidding me? That's like the industry standard for what kids put their fucking candy in on Halloween. Some of them have a bag. Most of them have this little pumpkin with a handle. God damn it. We're never going to find that syringe. And then they're going to be like, well, get a spoon. I'm like, nah, I'm not into that shit. And then like, you know, we're going to snort it. I don't, I'm not a snorter. I'm a fucking needle pusher. Okay, I stab my veins with needles, and that's how I get my high. And here you are doling out syringes. I stole those from a hospital, man. Are you fucking nuts? Like so, and then you have heroin addicts fighting each other on Halloween night when all they want to do is possibly kill themselves by taking heroin. Who needs that nonsense? All right, I might have gone off the rails with that one a little. <laughs> all right, every year though. Actually, I don't really give a fuck about Halloween that much anymore. My kids love it. So I care about their enjoyment. I want to do everything possible to make them enjoy it. But I've gotten to a point as an adult where I'm like, mm, I just I don't. It's too much to do. Um, I don't care to go out for it. I can't remember the last time I went out on a Friday or Saturday. I went to a Halloween party. When the fuck was the last time I went to a Halloween party? Did I go to any in LA? Mm, I really don't think I did. I can't remember. In your 20s, that's when you really hit Halloween parties. But I have friends who are posting pictures lately, and I'm like, damn, that looks that kind of looks fun. It does look fun, but I feel like I'd be out of place with it. Um, 
because you got to go funny as a comedian. Everyone expects you to go funny and original. Too much pressure. Too much pressure as a comedian. So I used to, and I would do nostalgic stuff in my late twenties, early thirties. I feel like I had one year though, man. You need to try on a costume before you wear it out. I discovered that in an awkward way. There was Halloween at the Laugh Factory. I want to say it was 2012, 2013. 2013. Was it 2012? Shit, it might have been 2011. 20, who gives a fuck the year? But Halloween at the Laugh Factory, we're saying 2012. I, uh, I, wore, I went as the Red Power Ranger. Now, I didn't try on the costume like I've tried it on like over pants at the store very quickly. And like, you get a, you get a sense. I put it up. I'm like, Oh, this will fit no problem. You know, I'm going to buy it. Then I, I take it to the laugh factory and I wasn't going to walk in with it. Cause I wanted to surprise people. So I went in, I went upstairs to change at the laugh factory in the bathroom upstairs. And I came out and I'm like, I looked down and I'm like, Oh, this leaves nothing to the imagination. This was a little bit tighter than I realized. And, and everyone could see my dick and pulse. But there was just no hiding it. And I remember just being like, well, whatever. I'm in it now. And I remember coming down the stairs left to go by the main bar. And comedian Lisa Traeger was like, yeah, I could see your whole dick. And I was like, what the fuck? She was, and that's what I love about Lisa, though. She just had no, she didn't make it like a little subtlety to be like, oh, you might want to. She was just like, yeah, there's your dick, dude. That's right. Like, we know, we know you're circumcised, bud. Like, it was just, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what I didn't try it on before I got here and I'm regretting this and I feel really awkward now. And then I go, is this how women feel with their breasts? Cause everyone could just see, you know, like how big your boobs are, how small your boobs are. We, we could see them, right? There's really no hiding it. I guess if you wore a baggy sweatshirt or something, sure. Uh, but like, I'm like, this is, I'm on display. It felt terrible. And when it was my turn to, to go up on stage, as I'm walking on the stage, you could feel the women in the crowd, especially the women just pull, like being like, what the, like, you know, and thankfully I'm, I'm nothing to be embarrassed about, but I, I just remember feeling very vulnerable. And I was like, you know, I know I told him right away. I fucking know. I get it. All right. I feel like this is how you must feel when, you know, you're wearing something tight and your boobs are popping out. All right. And I just sat on the stool and did my comedy that way. I did I, one of the few sets. I'm a guy who stands on stage. I don't really move around a lot. I'll move around a little bit, but I've never liked it when comedians sit down. There's some comedians will sit in the stool and I'm like, get the fuck up. Right. Our job is stand up comedian. You're trying to be different, but you can't stand you lazy fuck stand. It's like the it's so little work, manual labor. Our job is right. There's very little physicality to it. It's not it's mentally exhausting. And yeah, you're talking a lot. So your throat might feel some effects, but you can stand what your legs can't be that tired unless you have some sort of ailment. But that day I was like, I'm sitting on the stool and I'm not standing up because it was just it was too much. You know what I mean? Got that thing swinging around. It's distracting people from my jokes. And I'm an artist if I'm not anything else. But yeah, I've never done the... I've never done like the... Let me, I'm trying to think about my costumes. Let me give you some of my costumes over the years as an adult. Uh, Red Power Ranger, like I mentioned. I was Thor a couple years ago. That was a big one. I went as Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. That was a fun one. Um, I also went to, I got to recycle the Thor costume recently. I'm just remembering now. And, uh, let's see Thor, Mr. Incredible. I went as like a zombie guy because my kids did a monster theme last year too. See, my sons both like Halloween, but they like the monster aspect of it more than like, cause my kids love the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. So I thought, oh, they're going to want to do Sonic and tails. And they didn't, they were like, no, I want to be a skeleton monster and I want to be a ghost, you know? And so last year it was. Dracula, 
and so vampire and i think a ghost again right the little one was a ghost this time or this time he was a skeleton and then my wife was a witch and i was like a zombie guy i was gonna try to be frankenstein but i couldn't find one that i didn't require green i didn't want to wear green face paint i had like a show the next day and i didn't want my skin to be all oiled up from that right so uh yeah i'm trying to think about any other good ones as an adult i went in michael jackson one year obviously i didn't do blackface didn't need to and uh what else i was magnum pi in my early 20s which i didn't even grow a mustache i just kind of drew one kind of dumb now that i think about it um we're ghostbuster one year i can't find that costume for the life of me i wish i could because i'd recycle that one it's been 15 years since i was a ghostbuster um i was a baseball player which is so lame because i'm a cubs fan so i just want a cubs jersey no real effort there uh, uh me and my wife did um we were Mr. and Mrs. Smith because that movie had come out. That was a fun one. I'm trying to think of another one. As a child, I went as Jason from the Friday the 13th movies, like when I was nine. And then I think I did it again when I was like 11 and 12 because it came to time for Halloween. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And then by the time you're 13, 14, you're not even dressed up. You're just putting black face paint on. You're terrorizing the neighborhood like a bunch of little psychos. We would do that stuff. I didn't. I never egged property though because I didn't like that. We would egg other kids we knew. Maybe do the shaving cream bullshit. But uh, never did I egg a house or businesses. There's other kids around in the group that would do that. And I always shake my head like, dude, there's someone's fucking house and property. Don't be a douche. Because uh, I know if someone did that to my house, I'd be really pissed off. I remember the first time I got egged. I think I was like eight, nine, or 10. It was a different time in the 90s. I remember going to, we were going trick-or-treating, and you were kind of allowed to go by ourselves. Maybe other kids weren't. I mean, there's a few chaperones nearby, but it was all within a few blocks. And then there was a store that we went into. It's like a corner store. Now it's a Polish deli that everyone raves about. I had, I had a sandwich there once. It's pretty good. And uh, fucking, we went in there. It was like a store that we'd get like Hostess Cupcakes at when we were a kid. And they had baseball cards, I think. And when I, were, I saw the, the kids, they were like the bullies in the neighborhood. They were a few years older than us. And I remember walking up being like, fuck, don't, just wait. And then two of my friends already went out, so I you had to follow and they're like, oh, how's trick-or-treating going? And we're just like thinking they're going to take our candy. You know what I mean? And we're just like, good. And then without further ado, just went, smashed eggs on our head. And I was like, you sons of bitches. Um, I remember I got revenge on the one kid later, though. And he's dead now, so I'm definitely winning. But uh, true story. But when I was maybe like, maybe like, it might have been the next year. He's talking shit. These kids were a good three, four years older than me. And I remember just being like, fuck this. I picked up like a cracked piece of sidewalk. There was like a good sized rock, almost like a baseball. And that's when I decided to be a pitcher after that. But I fucking wound up and I was far enough away where he thought no way in hell. And I just threw it with good speed on it. And I remember it it was all in slow motion. Still remember this to this, to this day in slow motion. I remember this. It's just in there. And then the rock just went boom, right in the top of his head. And he went back concussed him. And I think he had to get some stitches. And he never got retribution back. Because I think the word started to spread. That kid's got a cannon. You hear that Joe Kilgallen? Cannon for an arm. But then shitty pitching mechanics fucked up the arm. Hyperextended the form a lot. A lot of I probably need all the surgeries on the arm. But at that point, you just... People back then were like, your arm hurts? Well, stop pitching. <laughs> you know, I wasn't fucking throwing 98 anyway. So I was like, all right, just lay off of it. But yeah, I never egged any business. I did egg a moving car a couple times. Because every now and then some cars would drive by you and talk shit. And then I'm like, I'm holding an egg. And then you fucking nail the egg. And then you nail the side of their car with an egg. And then you bolt. 
uh because then they can't get you and every now and then some you know these were like fucking 17 18 year olds and you're like 14 then they come running out of the car and the thing is though the driver doesn't get out guy in shotgun rarely gets out so maybe two people in the back seat get out but there's like nine of us nine 14 year olds will fuck up two 17 and 18 year olds and i remember it happened once because the one guy tackled my one from from behind and then we all kind of stopped like well fucking let's get this guy we start kicking the guy in the back of the head get the fuck off our friend right he rolls over he starts stopping him and one of his other friends comes this way I'm like all right let's go and i was i i stopped growing freshman year of high school so even i'm a freshman and some seniors coming at me i'm gonna do okay right because i'm crazier than he is so i'm gonna i'm gonna win that fight that's how you do it now Last thing I'll talk about with Halloween. And again, thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast Halloween episode. You guys want to support the podcast, check out the Patreon. Uh, you get one bonus episode a week, some other fun stuff on their blogs, and a lot of archives, all sorts of old episodes, some of which I had to take down for legal reasons. So yeah, definitely could check that out. Appreciate it. Sexy costumes. There are some people who say it like it's a negative. They're like, oh, it's just an excuse for women to slut it up. And I keep thinking to myself, like, first of all, dude, why, why why do people still use slut as an insult? I don't get that. I think we all agreed people who like sex are cool. So if you like sex and you like to do it, what's why we got slut shame, right? That's one. I'm always going to be on the side of, like, don't make people feel bad that they like to bang. That's why we've made it this far as a species, right? Clearly, people like to bang. They make more people. And that's, that's just the, how things work. Now, uh, I think the people who are the most mad about it are dudes who are like, fucking girls just want to show off their tits. It's like you're mad that the women who show off their boobs don't want to talk to you. I think that's what it is. Um, or if you're like, well, it's supposed to be about being spooky. I'm like, well, a lot of things were supposed to be about other things. Okay. You know, and they're not anymore. So there you go. Christmas used to be about celebrating the birth of Christ. Now it's about buying as much shit as possible. So things change. Halloween for certain age groups is about let me fucking look good. And I don't know when it exactly shifted. The shift is still pretty. There's some young people listening who probably are like, I've never known it not to be a shift. I think the shift was probably late 90s. I don't recall any pictures of women in the 80s and 70s and before looking hot, hot on Halloween. You might have seen like, uh, what was that woman? Uh, Vampira or something like that. Or Elvira, was that her name? She was like a vampire with sick cleavage, right? And maybe some people mock that look a little bit. There'd be a witch showing a little bit of thigh. I don't know, but it really took off, I feel like, late 90s into the 2000s. I kind of grew with it. By the time I was in college, that was pretty much, that was the standard for, for the ladies. And then there'd be dudes who'd be like, I got some guns. I got some, I'm rocking some biceps. Then I'll, I'll wear something like that, you know? So, but I just don't understand the anger behind it. Unless you're just jealous that you're not in the shape for it man or woman right and uh so yeah i think it's a good thing i think whoever came up with the dressing sexy on halloween thought to themselves it had to have been someone in cold weather cities across america or in europe and they probably thought to themselves you know what i got in great shape for the summer right i was working out like crazy winter spring summer i finally had that beach body i always wanted i was kicking ass i want to show it off one more time before it becomes hooded sweatshirt season, right? I'm going, I'm going to Halloween. I'm choosing Halloween this year, this year for Halloween. I am, I'm going to cleavage city population, this chick. That's what they said. And it inspired other people to do the same. And they were like, you know what? Look at her. 
She's looking hot. I like that look. What, what is she, a Playboy bunny? That's fucking awesome. I'm going to rock that. And then it spread like wildfire. And I think it's a great thing. I do. It almost makes me want to get in really good shape and to do something like that where I have to like get ripped. Maybe next year I go as buff Bobby Flay, right? I could be that quarterback that people tell me I look like they used to play for the Bengals, Andy Dalton. I could be like a ripped version of him. You know, I think that's, that's maybe something I'm going to go for. Right, because I'm I'm getting up there in age, and the number of years I have to pull off anything sexy, it's getting little by little every year. Right, that the sexy clock it, it's ticking, and it's going to strike midnight soon. And I'm going to look back, being like, you know what, I should have done a little bit more when I could. You know, I did a pretty good job the year I was the Red Power Ranger, and and Thor, even though it was fake biceps part of the costume, I had a real nice tight beard for the look. But yeah, I think I think that's the move I'm going to go for. Next year, get back into looking sexy for Halloween. That's the you know what? Think about that. Life is short. Take every opportunity you can to look sexy. All right, that's the positive message I'm going to end this podcast on. As always, I want to thank all of you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Oh, I was going to mention that I shaved my beard. I did. I shaved it just like two hours ago before recording this podcast. I had a full beard since July. I want to say. And I don't know. I was just looking at myself. I looked at it. I caught a couple old photos of myself and I'm like, Oh, I miss seeing my chin. Um, I can't even remember what I looked like without it. And I, I went in for a trim and decided, you know what, let's take the whole sucker off and I might grow it back. And then I also thought like tomorrow's November 1st and everyone starts growing facial hair for November. It'd be funny. Me being a contrarian sometimes would be like, Oh, you're all growing facial hair. You're all growing mustaches and all that other stuff. I'm going clean shaven then. I don't, I don't follow the herd. All right. I'm my own person. So yeah, but, uh, I know there's gonna be some people disappointed. I'll tell you a quick story. My son, my, I, I have two sons, a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I shaved while they were out and they came home and right away my, my five-year-old son was like, you shaved. And then my three-year-old son was like, where, where did you first, he said, where did your mustache go? And he, he doesn't understand beard. And I'm like, oh, no, was, well, I had more than a mustache. I had a beard. I, I shaved it all off. It's smooth again. Look, feel it. And he's just like, I don't like it. And my five-year-old son was like, no, I like it. It's good. It won't hurt when you kiss me sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I understand that. It gets a little prickly sometimes, the facial hair. And then uh, later, my son, the three-year-old again, just looked at me and said, grow your beard back. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. He went right at me and said, grow your beard back. And I'm like, all right, well, no. But it's going to take me a while to get used to it a little bit. You get a little razor burn from it. I still have a good jawline. It's not bad, right? Maybe tighten it up a little bit. I lose a couple pounds. I gained a lot of weight over the last four days. Um, I went to a great wedding. So happy, uh, thanks for having me at your wedding. Happy wedding. What do you say to someone after their wedding just passed? Congratulations to uh, Sean White and Suba uh, Agrawal. I think that's how you pronounce your name. Sorry if I screwed that up. Gorgeous wedding, traditional Indian wedding. And a lot of fun. I'll talk about that maybe on the Patreon or I'll save some of the stories for you next week because there's some cool stuff there. But I like to keep the solo podcast to around half an hour. Uh, if you didn't listen last week, I had guest Lisa Curry on the podcast. That was one. That was a lot of fun. So de definitely check that out. All right. Enough rambling here at the end. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. And as always, cheers.